Welcome everybody to the A-Game Podcast. Man, it is a pleasure to get back at it. So happy to have you guys coming at you live just after Monday Night Football concluded between the Los Angeles Chargers and Indianapolis Colts. It's December 26th. Hope you all had a Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. Got New Year's coming up. Can't believe it's almost 2023. But man, I'm excited to be back. I've been super busy with college apps, with the holidays, was sick for a little bit. But now I'm going to try to come at you on a more consistent basis so I can give you all of my knowledge that I have and I can inform you on the most recent sporting news. But starting with that, I want to thank you all and let's dive right in. Starting with the NFL tonight, Monday Night Football, we had the Los Angeles Chargers take on the Indianapolis Colts. And going in, obviously the Colts, they've been struggling, you know, trying to find out that quarterback situation. They're trying to figure it out so much. They started Nick Foles tonight, the former Super Bowl MVP when he took down Tom Brady in historic fashion. But looking back on his career, that is one of the only highlights. And tonight, he was horrific. Through multiple interceptions, just was really not comfortable. And the Chargers defense feasted. This defense is really good, don't get me wrong. But when you're at home, you know, running the ball wasn't successful. So he's put in a lot of different situations that weren't really uh, in the best scenario for a backup quarterback. And he did not flourish to say the least. And the Chargers, on the other hand, they secure their first playoff berth since 2018, obviously not that long ago, but really big for the Chargers to get in there. Justin Herbert looks super good. I'm a big Herbert guy. I've been a Herbert guy since he was out of Oregon. I'm a Herbert guy since he got drafted. This guy is legit. And obviously, we haven't seen that big game, that 300 plus yard game in a big moment. But also, he hasn't been in a lot of those big moments. So I'm looking forward for him to be in a playoff game, maybe take on Joe Burrow, two of the best young quarterbacks in the league, and roll the dice, see what happens. But a big win for the Chargers, happy for them. And the Colts, you're trying to find answers. This offseason, where do you go? I think you know Jimmy Garoppolo is definitely an option. Uh, trading up for a quarterback in the draft is an option. But you thought Matt Ryan was going to be the guy. You have a complete team, really good defense. You know, Obviously, Shaq Leonard, he's been out. But great team. Jonathan Taylor, one of the best running backs in the league. He was hurt for a lot of the season. I mean, a lot of returners. The offensive line has always been great. That's been a staple with Quentin Nelson, who's been one of the best players in all of football for the last few seasons. But it just, nothing has come together. Uh, Matt Ryan has not been good. And like I said, they're trying to figure out that whole situation. But uh, big win for the Chargers, and they're going to move on. Uh, and they will be looking forward to playing in the playoffs. Also, news today. Uh, Tua Tungavailoa back in concussion protocol. Apparently, he played the whole second half of that Packer game with a concussion. Uh, just another bad move by the NFL. I continue to see this. There's some situations where they're super cautious with this whole concussion thing, and sometimes the exact opposite. There has to be a middle ground. There has to be more consistency in order for people to truly stay healthy. So nothing. I wish nothing but the best for Tua. I love the guy. He had a really tough time yesterday. Don't know if it was because of the concussion, but... Uh, it was a big loss for the Dolphins yesterday against the Packers, and I'll dive into that in a second, but just wanted to uh, highlight Tua's injury. Uh, Broncos also today, they fired Nathaniel Hackett. It has been a terrible season, to say the least. The Broncos expected to be one of the best teams in the AFC West. So much anticipation with that division. The Chiefs, the Chargers, the Raiders, the Broncos all brought in so many guys, and the Chiefs have been above the pack and then some. They've been the best team in the division by far. Obviously, the Chargers have been a close second. They've been banged up a lot. But 
the Raiders and Broncos have been abysmal on offense, abysmal on defense, just nothing working for them. And the only way you can make a change, right? You you went out last year, you traded all of your picks for Russell Wilson because you thought you were a quarterback away. That's what everybody was saying. That's what I was saying. That's what everyone in the media was saying. The Denver Broncos are a quarterback away. It was Drew Locke holding them back. It was Brock Osweiler holding them back. It was Trevor Simeon. There's so many guys that were thrown into that situation of be the Broncos quarterback. And they said, we're a quarterback away. And they get Russell Wilson, and he has been terrible this season. And since you traded all those guys away, you've got to continue to trust the guy. You paid him so much money. He's making $30 million a year to be the quarterback. You can't fire him. And then you got to put it on the head coach at that point. And if in a few years, it's still on Russell Wilson, then you just realize maybe we made a mistake with this trade. But right now, at least if we're looking at it, the Seahawks have won that trade by millions. I mean, you get Tariq Woolen, Kenneth Walker, all those stud rookies for the Seahawks. They're direct products of this Broncos trade. Um, And, you know, the Seahawks also had Geno Smith play way above expectations. Notice a perennial backup for his whole career and then comes in this year, leads the team. Obviously, they've struggled as of late, but really nice job for Geno this year. And the Broncos are sitting there in the ownership and they're like, what do we do? So what they had to do was fire Nathaniel Hackett. That was the only option at this point. But um, hopefully the Broncos find some sort of ground where they can continue to succeed or begin to succeed, if that, once again. Tons of other games across the NFL this weekend. It's big. It's big, everyone. We are getting close to the playoff. There is the playoff picture. It is out now. The Jaguars, after a big win on the road in New York, they beat the Jets 19-3. They move into first place in the struggling AFC South. The two Southern divisions, AFC and NFC, both of the division leaders are under 500. This is something I've never seen in my life watching football. You see these playoff teams, they're usually the best. They all have 10 plus wins, but it just has not been the case for these two divisions. But what I saw out of Trevor Lawrence, I want to highlight this. This guy has been so good using his legs, super accurate, really strong arm. And he's showing why he was the number one overall pick. He is showing why he is that guy. He was 20 for 31, 229. But what he did as a leader, what he did in that locker room, celebrating with the legs, I mean, just doing everything. He is the real deal. And as for the Jets, another one of those teams, how do we figure out this quarterback situation? It all started with Zach Wilson when they asked him, was it your fault today that you guys lost whatever it was, six to three, and you guys only put three points on offense? He flat out said no. And from that, Salah hasn't had that trust. Zach Wilson has lost the confidence. And you look at numbers. This guy has been historically one of the worst quarterbacks of all time. That's not even a stretch. Statistically, this guy has been so bad. You look at QBR, you look at completion percentage, you look at all the advanced statistics as well, not even just these basic ones. He has not been good. And you turn it over. I mean, they have had, they've had the Strevy. I don't even know how to say his last name. Streverson. They brought him in. You know, Mike White been banged up. They're, Joe Flacco still sitting there. I mean, I heard a report today the Jets are going to move on from Zach Wilson. But what a shame. I mean, you take a guy number two overall. It was supposed to be Justin Fields' position to get picked. The number two overall pick. Before Zach Wilson's pro day even happened at BYU. Before that happened. Justin Fields was the consensus number two overall pick. And after that pro day, everything changed in the scouts' minds. Every, everything changed because you saw the arm strength. You saw the mobility. But numbers don't lie in college. That's one thing. 
And the eye test doesn't lie in college. We saw Justin Fields playing in the biggest stages against Clemson and balling in college. I feel like it's pretty obvious he's going to be better than Zach Wilson. Now, I was one of Justin Fields' biggest haters. I still don't think he is a great passer, right? I, I talked about this on one of my podcasts a few weeks ago. I think he was one of the worst quarterbacks in the league at a point in the season. But what he's been able to do with his legs has changed the game. He's so dynamic, like Lamar Jackson. I mean, he's rushing for 100 yards a game. And it's just something we haven't seen. There's a lot of quarterbacks that do this, but not at this high of a rate. Um, But a lot to improve still with the arm. But the Jets messed up. They messed up with this pick. Yeah, they have a really nice young core. You got Quinton Williams, Sauce Gardner, Jermaine Johnson. The list goes on, right? Michael Carter even. But Brees Hall, who was hurt. But a lot to figure out in that quarterback room. Now, if I were to make a prediction, real quick, I think the Jets go out and they offer big money to Jimmy Garoppolo, and I think he's a New York Jet next year. Robert Sala and Jimmy, they already have this this connection that they built. I think that they do reunite, and ultimately, Jimmy is the quarterback for the near future because Jimmy does do one thing, and that's win football games. And he's going to help you win. He's a great leader, really good guy. He's going to help you get there. So I think that's what the Jets do because they got to figure out something because Zach Wilson clearly isn't the answer. Moving on, Bills just demolished the Bears. This was a lot closer for a lot of the game, but Bills 29 to three in the second half. Uh, just ridiculous. Josh Allen, not a phenomenal game. I feel like he's not on the same page with his receivers still. I still feel like there's something missing, whether it's reads or, or routes, just on the same page with Diggs, Davis, McKenzie. It doesn't seem right. Something's not right. But Devin Singletary had a monstrous game. 106 rushing yards on 12 carries and a touchdown. Bills go on to win. They stay as the one seed in the AFC. The Saints, they beat the Browns in an absolute upset. Deshaun's looking better every week. Obviously, I don't think he should be playing in the NFL after all the assault cases, but he's there. He's a really talented quarterback. He played well. Uh, Just a lot of drop passes down the stretch. The Browns should have won this game. I watched it. Uh, Ninjoku dropped a game-tying touchdown. There were a lot of other things. Uh, Unforced errors, penalties, all that good stuff. Or bad stuff, I should say. But, um, yeah, the Saints ended up coming out on top. And Andy Dalton, you know, he led him to a win. Um, it was all Browns, like, as far as the stats are concerned. But the Saints just mustered across a, a pretty decent win and basically kept them in the playoff picture considering how bad that NFC South really is. Uh, Chiefs demolished the Seahawks. Nothing new there. This Chiefs team, in my eyes, is the best team of football right now. It's really hard to say otherwise. You have so many weapons. And even when the defense isn't playing... Patrick Mahomes is a magician. He's one of the best quarterbacks we've ever seen. I think he has potential to be the greatest quarterback ever, truly. And um, yeah, I mean, 224, 224 on the game on Sunday or Saturday. And, uh, you know, Travis Kelsey with 113. He's just a monster every single season. Big win for the Chiefs. Vikings game-winning field goal. Greg Joseph, 61-yarder. The Vikings continue to win these close games, but something tells me that they're frauds. Obviously, you have Justin Jefferson, who is the best receiver in football. There's no argument right now for anyone else. He's the best. They continue to win these close games, but something tells me when they don't beat bad teams in convincing fashion, and I don't think the Giants are a good team. You know, the Vikings, they should have come out today, and they should have, they should have or today, this weekend, and should have blown the Giants out in my eyes, and they didn't do so. Um, and a lot of these games, you know, they're just not beating good teams by enough. I haven't seen convincing wins but we'll see what happens. They're 12-3. and three. They remain the two seed. 
Daniel Jones, he's looked really good for the Giants. He had 334 passing yards with Jefferson, and the Vikings took over. Bengals get a big win against the Patriots. Joe Burrow continues to show why he is a top three quarterback in the sport. I think he's better than Herbert now. I didn't want to say it before, but I do think Joe Burrow, the experience, the composure, the big moments, he is better than Justin Herbert as of now, and I would put him at number three in the league. Uh, Panthers, they beat the Lions. Lions, man, you needed this win. You really did. But you got absolutely smoked. You let the Panthers put up 37 points on you. Uh, Deontay Foreman, 165 rushing yards. Just a big game from him. Big one for the Panthers. Ravens got a win against the Falcons. They continue to go. Uh, they are now in the playoffs. The Texans upset the Titans. I thought this was going to happen. This was on my game picks. I thought the Texans were going to win. They won. Niners won in dominating fashion over the Commanders. The Niners are the best team in the NFC right now. 37 points. Brock Purdy continues to show out. His favorite target, George Kittle with 120 yards receiving. He's been a monster the last two weeks. 220 yards receiving the last two weeks. Four touchdowns, doing it all. Uh, Cowboys beat the Eagles by six. Uh, no Jalen Hurts, obviously. Cowboys should have won this game by more, but they didn't. Steelers beat the Raiders, uh, honoring Franco Harris. Wanted to talk about that a little bit. Franco Harris, one of the best running backs of all time, of any era. Um, it's really nice to see. Uh, everybody honoring him and um yeah just super excited uh that you know people are acknowledging someone's greatness because I feel like sometimes we take advantage or don't give the necessary credit to certain players but we're doing that with Franco rest in peace big win for the Steelers they're still in the playoff picture Packers what a big win against the Dolphins on Sunday uh just an upset and what the Dolphins have done just falling off a cliff here losing four straight games it's really unfortunate you know you have the best receiving duo in the NFL there's a lot of expectations going into that um, and unfortunately it's looking like they might not even make the playoffs but only time will tell Rams just demolished the Broncos this played in to the Nathaniel Hackett firing Baker looks good and then the Buccaneers beat the Cardinals and like I said tonight the Chargers defeated the Colts so that's what I had as far as the NFL if I were to give you a prediction I think it's going to be a Chiefs Niners Super Bowl I've been saying this I think the Niners do get the better of them if they get to that point just because of them matching up before the Niners being experienced. But the Chiefs are the best team in the league. If the Chiefs play their game of football, they won't lose. Um, and that's what happens when you have the best quarterback of our generation. I mean, wow, is Patrick Mahomes special. It is just incredible um, what he has been able to do. So that's all I got for the NFL. If you guys have any more questions about anything football related, hit my DM. I will answer anything and all things. Uh, moving on to the MLB, really want to talk about this. A lot going on, um, a lot of different topics. First thing I want to talk about, the Carlos Correa situation. Now, Carlos Correa, if you guys don't follow baseball, one of the top shortstops, the lead, the leader in war, wins above replacement in all baseball. He's super valuable. He was a San Francisco Giant for a few days. 13-year, $350 million, big-time contract. And after that, the Giants decided not to sign him because of a supposed leg injury, and they didn't want to pay him those big dollars if he was going to be hurt down the road. Now, everyone called the Giants chicken. like They backed out of the deal because they got cold feet. They didn't want to pay a guy this much money. Then the Mets sneak in. They signed Carlos Correa, but now they found the same exact thing with Carlos. They found that he also has a leg injury that could hurt him later on in his career. So, He's at a standstill now. Where does Carlos Correa sign? Now, ultimately, he's going to get a lot less money. 
but he's still a premier player. People don't realize this guy has won the platinum glove. Like I said, the war leader, really solid hitter, can hit to all fields. This is a really, really nice player for any team to have. But I do get you don't want to put all your chips in one basket into one guy who might be hurt down the stretch. So it's interesting to see there. I think he does ultimately sign with the Mets on a lower deal because of Steve Cohen's comments, their owner, coming out and saying, this is our guy. I think it's going to be hard for him to back out. Um, but if the Mets end up do, if they ended up getting Carlos Correa, they are the best team on paper in the league. And if they don't make the World Series, it is a shame because this Steve Cohen, the new owner, he's throwing money at everybody. He's throwing money at everybody. So they better go on a run or else it will be a disappointment to all those fans in Queens and all the Mets fans across the country. So that's what I got for that. Uh, Trevor Bauer uh, got his suspension reduced by the MLB. Obviously, I don't agree. I don't think anyone who abuses women should get his suspension reduced, but I'm not going to get into that. Um, that's really not my place. I watch sports. I'm not going to talk about the off the field stuff. Um, a lot of criticism, obviously, for the Giants. I talked about that. Uh, the Phillies, they got Craig Kimbrell this week, one year, $10 million deal. I don't love this deal. I think he's getting overpaid too much. He was really mediocre last year, uh, over a four ERA. Um, you know, when his fastball's not working, he gets absolutely raked. So I think this was a little bit too much money, but you know, an interesting move. Um, and nonetheless, and, and yeah, good for Craig, get that money. Um, Michael Conforto and Taylor Rogers. Uh, they both went to the Giants. I love both of these moves. Um, Conforto, obviously, was hurt all last year, but he's chance to prove it again. Um, and then Taylor Rogers is a premier reliever, an all-star last year, um, and a, a really good reliever. Um, I love what the Cubs have done this offseason. You know, they got Tucker Barnhart on a really short deal, two years, and only paying him about six mil a year. And then Dansby Swanson, obviously. Dansby, you know, he wanted to be a Chicago Cub, and he got that wish um, and the Cubs are looking good. You know, that NL Central, it's up in the air. The NL Central is up in the air. Obviously, you got the Cardinals, and I think the Cardinals are still the best team in the division. It's really hard to say otherwise, just because they're bringing in Wilson Contreras, you know, bringing in a lot of other guys. Jack Flaherty is going to be healthy this year. You throw some more pieces in that bullpen. Jordan Hicks wasn't himself. Um, I think you're going to be really good. So I would say the Cardinals are still the best team in the division, but the Cubs are going to compete. Uh, the Cubs are going to compete, and the Brewers and, and Reds, um, I just, I don't know where they're going. Um, and the Pirates, you know, they're all rebuilding, it seems. I don't like what the Brewers did this offseason. You know, with a elite pitching staff, I expect you to spend money, a little bit at least. And they didn't do that at all. So, like that. And then as far as uh, out west and the NL, really love what the Padres have done. Um, they're one of the best teams in the NL on paper as well. You know, you bring in Bogarts. Obviously, I think they overpaid for Bogarts because I don't think he is the best by any means. I don't think he's that good. Um, but it is a nice piece to have. You can move Tatis to the outfield, save his arm a little bit. Machado is obviously still going to be at third. And um, yeah, I just, I love what the Padres have done. Um, the Dodgers, on the other hand, they're going young. They're, they have a great farm system. You know, Andrew Friedman, all those guys, they've built up this farm system for these times to call everybody up. Um, and, you know, Lux is going to get a bigger opportunity this year. Um, and all their young guys are going to get a bigger opportunity this year. So it's going to be really exciting to see. Uh, and the Giants, they're probably going to be pretty mediocre um, just because of the the status of their team right now. But if they somehow bring back Correa after this whole thing, I could say they could be better than the Dodgers. But right now, the Dodgers are definitely still better. Um, but the Padres, they're way better than both of them as far as on paper and if they perform the best. And then out east, you have the gauntlet, the 
NL East is the gauntlet. The Braves, the Mets, the Phillies, all great teams. I have a weird feeling. I was talking about this. I have a weird feeling that one of those teams is not going to be that good. One of those teams is going to be, I would say it's going to be the Phillies. I think, you know, the World Series drought is real. It really is. And you bring in Trey Turner and there's all these expectations. But you have to remember, your MVP, Bryce Harper, he's getting Tommy John surgery. He's going to miss the better half of, of the season. And with him not there, the Phillies aren't going to be the same team. He is that captain. He is that number three hitter who gets 100 RBIs a season. So it's going to be interesting to see how they uh, battle that. Um, but only time will tell, truly. Uh, another team I didn't highlight in the NL West, the Arizona Diamondbacks. I love what these guys are doing. Super young squad. They just traded Dalton Varsho for an absolute fleece. They got Gabriel Moreno, stud, young catcher prospect, and also uh, brought in uh, Lourdes Gurriel Jr., who is a, a stud as well. Great outfielder. So good good trade for both sides. Really like what the, uh, everyone's doing in free agency. It feels like people have a plan um, and they're executing it. So a lot more to come as far as baseball is concerned once the season approaches, but that's kind of all I have for the recent news. Moving on to the NBA, a lot going on in the NBA. Kevin Durant continues to show why he's one of the best players in the league. Um, one thing I want to talk about about KD. KD, there, there's not a lot of athletes that have come off a torn Achilles surgery and still been good. Good, right? Kevin Durant has been great. He's averaging 30 He's been decent defensively. He's been a lot better defensively this year than he was last year. And he's leading this Nets team. Tonight, they got their ninth straight win. And they're just dominating. Kyrie also at 39 against the Cavs. Just a really big win. And they're climbing up those Eastern Conference standings slowly, but surely. I mean, I really like this Nets team. I love what Ben Simmons brings to the table. I I knew this would work better than the Harden situation because you don't have people who need the ball. Ben Simmons isn't a guy who needs the basketball. He impacts the game defending and passing. He's a really good passer. So um, love what the Nets are doing. And then you got your role players. You got Royce O'Neal, Patty Mills when healthy. I love Nicholas Claxton. I love Claxton. Really hard worker. Yuta Watanabe is a great shooter. And just all these guys balanced out creates a really solid squad. And right now they're third in the East, only trailing the Bucks and Celtics. Um, and I really like what the Brooklyn Nets are doing. Yesterday, uh, on Christmas, we had the Celtics take on the Bucks in a big Christmas matchup. I'm going to talk about that. Man, Jason Tatum is special. I don't know where I would rank him, rank him in uh, my overall uh, NBA rankings right now, but he's easily top 10, maybe even top 5. This guy's ridiculous. Scores on all three levels. That's something I want to highlight. And one thing I love about Jason Tatum is he defends. Jason Tatum is a premier defender. And you wonder why the Celtics win so many of these close games. It's because their two-star players play defense. It's Jalen Brown, it's Jason Tatum, and they play D. And they're really good at it, too. Um, big win. Giannis had a nice night, but I wasn't expecting the Bucks to win this game without Chris Middleton. Don't get me wrong. I just wasn't. And they still play decent basketball. It got chippy, for sure. It got chippy. But, um, no, a big win for the Celtics, and they continue to propel themselves as one of the best teams in the league, and it is because of Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. This duo is great. Even after all the question marks early on in their careers, they have silenced the haters, they have silenced the doubt, and they are balling. So a big win for Boston. The other game yesterday, we had Knicks and Sixers. I love what the Sixers are doing. James Harden and Joel Embiid in the pick and roll is just absolutely deadly. They don't even have Tyrese Maxey yet, back yet. George Niang is a great role player, you know, um, 
so many guys. Tobias Harris when he's healthy, obviously. Uh, Furkan Korkmaz. There's a lot of names, a lot of good shooters. Um, but this team is going to be carried by Harden and Embiid. And it shows. The NBA is a league where you need stars to win. You really do. Um, and the Sixers are a direct proponent of that. And um, they are doing very well right now. Um, also, we had the Warriors and Grizzlies. Warriors, obviously, they've struggled drastically on the road. But they were at home against the Grizzlies, who at the time were the number two seed in the West. And they dominated them, even without two of their best players and Steph Curry and Andrew Wiggins. It was a collective team effort on defense. Um a lot of guys showed out. Jordan Poole played really well. Uh, Jonathan Kamingo looked a lot more mature. DiVincenzo hitting big threes. Clay played decent. And it was just a team win for the Dubs. Big win on Christmas. Could this give them momentum into climbing back in the top seeds in the West? We'll see. But I think it definitely could. But they definitely got it. They got to improve on the road. They're really good at home. They're 13-2 and two at home and 3-16 and 16 on the road. It's just something you don't see. But, um, but yeah, Warriors get the dub. Nightcap was Nuggets versus Suns. This was a great game. Jokic continues to show why he is elite. Uh, it went to overtime. Aaron Gordon had the dunk of the year. I enjoyed every minute of it. Um, it was amazing. It was really amazing. Love it. And uh, yeah, Suns were struggling. Devin Booker got hurt, so prayers up to him. Hopefully he's okay. But a big win for the Nuggets. And then a game I forgot to talk about was Mavs-Lakers. Lakers got off to a good start. LeBron played well, but Luka and the Mavs came back and took care of business. Lakers are in trouble right now. Something's got to change. Um, they get a lot of media coverage for no reason. I mean, this isn't that good of a basketball team. They're struggling pretty bad. But um, hopefully they can bounce back and uh, get right back in the mix. But that's all I got for the NBA. There's a lot more to talk about, obviously. You got the shocking Sacramento Kings. Man, they have played good. Another shocking team is the New York Knicks. They played good. Yeah, they lost yesterday, but they've been super, super good. Jalen Brunson's been great. Julius Randle averaging 28. Um, love what I've seen in the NBA. Super balanced this year. You don't see any team pulling away. Everybody's pretty close, and uh, it's going to be awesome to see how this all finishes. up. But that's all I got for the podcast. That is all I have. Obviously, we have college football coming up, but I'm going to wait to talk about that because I want it to be more special. Um, so I'm going to drop something in the week, whether it's a, an Instagram live about college football playoff or something like that, but I want to take you or hold you guys too long, but thank you so much for joining. This was a 26 minute podcast. Love it. Thank you guys so much for joining. Appreciate you all. Have a great night. Happy holidays. Peace.